Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What it is, Tyrus here with another exciting adventure of the wise men uh, with uh, Staples, Kevin, Kylie, and my cousin from another mother, obviously, because we're cousins, uh, Trevor Murdoch. And uh, Trevor, who made a great statement, uh, tried to – we have a new uh, – Kate has been promoted, and we have a, we have a new, new kid on the block who's doing our uh, – the technical stuff, if you will – and Trevor made a great point. Uh, maybe you could reiterate that, why we're having technical difficulties, because he's working with a specific group, Trevor. <laughs> we are wrestlers. We yes. get kicked in the head for a living. So, <laughs> and, and we need so some you got to give yeah. up a window, a little bit of window. No, 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 a glass door we get is what they in need. the head for the entertainment of the world, damn it. Yep, and maybe even a barn door, like a barn door, you know, that kind of slides open <laughs> right. you could drive a tractor in and out of. Yeah. So our special legend guest today is Dr. Tom Pritchard, who not only had an amazing wrestling career, was probably has trained everybody yeah. at one point or another, uh, except for Trevor, because he went straight to uh, TV. <laughs> you know, he was yeah. the phenom. I, I missed out. I first mean, round draft good. pick, you know. Some people just got it like yeah, that. Yeah, he he's tired. the Peyton when you, Manning when you come of wrestling. In the, right, when you come in there throwing 101. Yeah, you got to put the kid you, in the you league. Got, you, you go to the no, – that, that was his curveball. That was his curveball. His off-speed was was a 78. <laughs> he threw 101 curveball and 116 fastball uh, with control. Yeah, you don't mess around. If you've seen a picture of me, you know there's nothing 101 about me. Okay, yeah. well, first of all, yeah, the Come fact on, you man. haven't you haven't aged at all. Uh, <laughs> your your picture from thirteen to now is the exact same, same hairdo, same spotty facial hair. Some people, this dude's ageless. Have a gift to tell a story, Trevor, yeah. and you know that's what they I'm look for in, in, uh, in What is your yeah. secret? Is is it <laughs> is it just staying out of the sun? Like, what is your secret that the fact that you have no age wrinkles at all? I think a part of it comes down to not giving a shit other people think about. Amen. Like, Listen to this guy. That's right. I'm, I'm not going to lie, fellas. Like, I just, you know, you get to a point in life where you're like, you just don't care. It's all about me yeah. and focusing on my happiness. And, yeah. uh, and you know what? And if you feel good, then you know what? That's great advice because we have – that is – wrestlers are some of the most insecure people on the planet who yeah. were – as men wear the least amount of clothing wrestling around with other men, why people would cheer them on and boo them on, you would think that our feelings would be Teflon, you know, that we could do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have, you have to be an artist, you, you have to be kind of sensitive, though, right? And a little bit crazy. And a little crazy. Just to scotch. Just don't want too much. Scotch, right? You know, just you don't want berserker crazy, but yeah. you do want, yeah. you know. We're up there telling a story with our emotions, and, and, and we with think the it's real, right? Yes, that's, that's right. the cold. That's right. what makes you, you crazy. You can't tell us that it's not real. Do you know what my real. record is this that's month, right. man? That's like, right. 
<laughs> That's yeah. like being a but bad guy in the movies complaining yeah, about right? dying at the end. Yeah. Like, I'm tired yeah. of getting killed every week in these movies. Right. Bro, you're the bad guy in Hollywood. Yeah. You're making millions of dollars. It has to be real to us. And who's yeah. to tell us that yeah. it isn't? No, right? certainly nobody. Not anybody or our <laughs> other halves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you, man, because uh, you, you've been happily married for quite a while, right? You guys have what? Uh, 15 years. 15 yeah. years. Okay. So she's basically made the run with you. Uh, your yeah. wrestling career has been what? Um, 22 years. 22 years. So she kept – so did you meet her before or after you just went straight to the big leagues? <laughs> no, I – gentlemen, I met her. She met She met me when I was four. Uh, you I told the three. truth. I already like where this is going. She chose you. Um, so we're. I'm already respecting this story. Yes. Here's, here's, a little, here's a little inside, like Easter egg. Um, when Harley first put his world heavyweight title on me against Ming – in Eldon, uh, the videotape, my wife's actually sitting front row uh, watching the match. We didn't even know each other. We didn't even meet each other until like three years later. And, um, you know, she, dude, she, she loved me for who I was, man. That's yeah, awesome. So, me. yeah, that's really, yeah. Amen, man. So, oh, by the way, uh, one technical difficulty down, uh, Robert Arrilla, my old tag team partner, he's in the building. Real quick before we hear about Trevor's awesome relationship and his awesome wrestling career, I have gotten so many responses uh, over your uh, story of of your career and how it went full circle. Uh, it was just amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk uh, was people are like, wow, man. And a lot of us, I, I didn't know that. And uh, I was I really was like, wow, man, I, I am proud that I, the fact that I got to be your tag team partner, that you had that type of resilience man so you really should pat yourself on the back no man thank you guys thanks for having me back again uh yeah people have hit me up as well over on uh over on twitter and all that kind of stuff from uh from the podcast it's kind of um it's good to hear that like my story helped others that are not wrestling kind of uh overcome like losing something and having a different way of thinking about it to to overcome it you know yeah yeah you literally did if and, and we got to get back to Trevor because we're not leaving his wife hanging. If it was just sure. a story right. about Trevor <laughs> yeah, yeah. and his success <laughs> and how he went straight to the big leagues, uh, right. we could just goodness. fade away from that. Right. But uh, you basically God, got dumped cool. by the love of your life, went to the gym, started tanning, <laughs> met somebody better, and ran into her at a bar. And she was like, oh, my God, you look great. Yeah, yeah, I do. Thank you so much. I, I'm sorry, what is your name again? You know, and then literally she then called you. And was like, hey, we need you back. Like, I made a mistake. Please come back. And he was he was cool. He was, you know what? Maybe you should just take a bath and just come. Just a minute, teaching job. Um, <laughs> you really yes, should just yes. take care of yourself. And I wish you all the best. But our time yes. is over. Just a minute, job. Um, <laughs> you take care of yourself. You, you take care of yourself. It's not you. It's me. Bye-bye now. And it's a bye-bye. The worst thing ever is when they when a when and all of us have been there except for Trevor because he met his first love, oh, locked it goodness. in, got yeah. married, went many, to the big leagues. Yep. You know, the rest of us had to go through it the hard way. Yep. You know, a lot of us got some dear Johns. Uh, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, no. It, there's no such thing as a dear Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, hey boys, there was a lot of work. You guys know what it's like to be on the road and then to have a significant other at the house and what ideas and the internet puts out there 
It's hard. It was a struggle. Yeah, because you yeah. were a sex symbol too, if memory serves correct. I mean, <laughs> that was my rib. That was my joke to my wife. Yeah, you were like, one of the original hot bodies. <laughs> You're you know, hey, you know what? Those divas, and I'm like, you know I'm what? In a locker room full of bodybuilders. You think they're staring at my <laughs> my big ass? Like, on, <laughs> I got two running I, I down my <laughs> I showed up to I showed up to Harley races right when Trevor left and everyone was the way you guys are ribbing Trevor about this now they were ribbing him back then and Eldon uh, they were like, oh yeah, Trevor just goes from uh, Eldon to straight on TV and then he like came back to the <laughs> to the building with the with the tag titles, got in the ring, beat everyone up, yep. left with the tag titles, took some photos. Yep. Uh, yep. he just never left town. We were like, oh. <laughs> John Cohn. Hey, John Cohn lived in a trailer. John Cohn lived in a trailer in McDonough, Georgia. Trevor just never left home. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I, I very got. I got blessed, boys. I'm not joking. John Cohn and yeah. I tried to be a manager wrestler together. Well, yeah, was John, His John name, Cohn was a wrestler and then a was, ref. He was a ref. A, okay, it, actually, yes. I forget who it was, but he whooped somebody's ass in the ring. Oh damn! Okay, in deep south, I, I can't remember. Yeah. He took them to school. <laughs> I think I it was he. Sla- it that. was he Slater. Of course, it, I, and he's no, not here this was. week. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna put a thumbnail on this one. <laughs> And come back to it. So he took him to school, but uh, and then I got in the ring with him, and he put me in a figure four leg lock in like three seconds. But we came together, and I was like, "You should be my manager." And he was going to be John Maganelli. Everyone gets a slice, <laughs> so he was, be, <laughs> and he was going to have a piece of pizza in his hand for every promo. That's not bad. No, That's and then he takes bad. a bite out of the pizza afterwards. <laughs> I thought this was gold. Yeah. Uh, they did not. It did not make. Apparently, they thought he was better served as a referee, and turns turns out, you know, it worked out for him. It worked, yeah, it worked out, out great for him. For him. See, but that, I could yeah. still be right now. That's raining, why. Defending WWE World Champion with my manager John Maganelli, and that's why with pizza I endorsement. Oh, no. yeah, I love sports entertainment, professional yeah. wrestling for John Maganelli. Yeah, you know John, all those characters, the, out there. all those characters that were created that either you know whatever happened to them, but God, there there's some, there's some real creativity. You know, John Maganelli. Uh, I remember he blew Heath up. Like, he blew <laughs> Heath up. And Heath is here to defend himself. But I'm talking about his John face matched his hair. Oh. And to, Heath is the most reddest redhead that you've ever met. And his face was the same color as his hair. He looked at me, and I made the mistake of getting in there. And he single-legged me, figure-four-leg locked me. And I just rolled out and said, everyone needs to leave and that man alone. he was handing out pizza or something, right? Yeah, That's he's John that, Maganelli. You know, everyone gets know. a slice. <laughs> Uh, everyone gets a slice. And he had a laugh like, ha, ha, everyone gets a slice. I, I love it. Yeah. I love you it. Know, but, uh, well, another you know, one that just life. didn't make it, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's never <laughs> too late. In real life, he, was, he was the real donut king. Did you guys? Yes, he was. Yeah, and we, yeah, 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 I yeah, went yeah. to his shop. Tavita yeah. and I, Camacho and I, we were on the road together and we made a trip to his donut shop. And I just want to say it was phenomenal. And oh, John, he killed it, man! Like he—he yeah, he just texted me he like three successful. weeks ago. I need to—we need to get John on the thing just so he can tell yeah. the story of how he manhandled Heath Slater. I want to hear how he came up with John Maganelli. I really been do because I, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. <laughs> right. But he <laughs> loved it. I uh, only know him as a ref, so uh, I, just, I, I would like to know the other side. He was—he right? uh, was one of my favorite people. I was. Yeah, he's a good guy. I used to 
put my head against the wall before I go out in the green room. I get in the corner and try to get as small as I possibly could right, in right. the gorilla before going yep. out. And I remember one time he was standing next to me, and I, they just cut my match or whatever, and yeah. or they changed it or whatever. And he just looked at me. He says, "Hey, Brodus Clay's a star, man. Yeah, yeah it's he, gonna happen. Yeah, right on. You know, right and that, John Cone is one of my favorite. I still talk to him. Yeah. We both had a love for He Man. We always collecting, taking nice. pictures and stuff. And I actually thought of him. Um, you know, uh, and I forgot to send him the picture, but I found a trap jaw on Target. Grown ass man, like, oh, John Cone's gonna love this. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about sports <laughs> entertainment when you make real friends yeah. and real connections. Yeah. You know, and I think that's. I was, uh, I, I was there. So um, Harley's wife BJ got Cone and myself and a few others extra work for the very first time at SmackDown, and uh, I was there for John Cone's ref tryout. And this is before I knew the power of Harley's wife, BJ. So we're all in the bowl by the ring and they give John a SmackDown shirt. And so he's wearing it. He's, he's really proud. And BJ's like, Hey, Cone stand on the corner here. So I can take a picture of you, uh, next to the SmackDown fist. And this was at a time where being on your cell phone in backstage was like a giant no, no. Yeah. You know I mean, you get yelled right. at and yeah. It, it was it was super yep. strict. Protect not, K-Fabe. not like yep. it is now. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and being an extra, that I left my in the car yeah. because Smart. you just didn't want, been you, you, you didn't want that heat. Yeah, I know. So uh, here's John Cone. Uh, everyone knows that he's here as a tryout, not knowing. I don't think many knew he was a Harley Race guy, and standing on the stage taking a photo by this lady, and someone came up to her and started kind of like berating her you don't take photos blah 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 blah. and she goes do you know who i am and the, and the guy is like no <laughs> yes who are you she goes she goes i'm harley race's wife bj and that man's face turned white oh you could do whatever you want i'm so yes, sorry man. i didn't i yeah. didn't know anything yeah. didn't know any better and i was like wow like she just she has just as much as power as as harley here and and it, it blew my mind and uh i remember cone was nervous to take that photo as well but oh yeah he was he, he was a chicken in the headlights like, yeah all the photos you want <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah, then, man, it was crazy because if it would have got worse she also would have dropped and i i also trained trevor murdoch so you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got i got heat for that i remember when i first had my tryout in richmond i remember i was but but i was you know obviously going in there as a fan yeah, and you I, were, I don't yeah. you were like um you were transitioning. Here's yeah. a di- there was a lot of I'm a football player. Yeah, there, there's two kinds of football yep. players that go into right. wrestling. Yeah, uh, ones that have been humbled by not making it as far as they wanted to go in football. Right, and a general enjoy wrestling, and it was yeah. something they thought about doing. Yeah. Then there's the group that thinks wrestling owes them something. Like I'm going to come yeah. in and wrestle until I get a call from the Giants. Like right, I, I can right, do this right, stuff, right, right, and those gotcha. guys fail miserably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like if well, you wear I knew jersey, at that point, I knew yeah. at that point football was over. Yeah. I, that I knew, but at least some guys <laughs> yeah. don't. I know, right, right. I know a guy forty years old right now who still thinks he can yeah. work out for the Bills, and I'm like, yeah, that's... you haven't played ball in twenty. You know what? It's right. Your journey, Briz. Right, right, right. right. It's your journey. Right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, some battles you can win. I'm not some a dream can't. stomper. Right, right. That's not what I do. Right. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all, all right, whatever. But yeah, I, I saw guys who came into practice with their jerseys on you yeah, know everyone right, knew they were right, in the giants right. camp yeah. and i was like you yeah. got i actually got in trouble for that i think rob yeah. was there for that yeah i said listen yeah. i i played football too and um you guys are here because you sucked 
Yeah. So you don't have to wear your jerseys. Yeah. I, I think like, I, I, was, like, I was wearing yeah. a, either a Dave T, uh, yeah. Dave Batista T-shirt yeah, yeah, or some or Rand, Randy Orton yeah. or a, yeah, you were, somebody else. Guys <laughs> yeah. didn't like Kylie because he was excited okay. to be there. And he wanted to learn, Whoa. and he was a fan. And I would yeah, say, and, and they and, would and, hold and that against him. I was him. a mark, a little whatever they would the word, a mark. And I'm with, yeah. I'm with, I'm with, but I'm with Stephen Regal with this one. Yeah, it's an ugly word. It, yeah, it's, it is it's an a ugly tough word, word for right. someone who's. Yep. That's like someone coming into to work at, at Fox and and going. Oh, I hate the news, and I'm you know everyone yeah. be like, but oh my god, I'm so excited! Is that yeah. is that Brett Bear? Oh my god! Right. Wow, right. sir! Like, why would you want to extinguish that guy's joy? I agree you know with what I'm you. Saying? Yep. And so, but there was two kinds of ball players, and the ones who did it because they just need to need the crowd to cheer. They didn't last long because yeah. football's tough yeah. as hell. Wrestling's just as tough in a different way. Yeah. It's like football, you run forward 100 miles an hour. Wrestling, you have to run backwards 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So making the adjustment, and a lot of times guys can't make that transition. Yeah. So uh, well, you got to be wholehearted, man. And yeah, you can't half-ass wrestling. That. Yeah, you just can't. And, and you got to be about as mentally strong as a piece of iron in yeah. professional wrestling. With the travel, yeah. it's it is because football to wrestling, it is not even the same thing. When you get done with the travel of a full road schedule, you, it, it's it's you know it, it is. I mean, I've never been in the military, but I can imagine it's like that. You know what I mean? Well, you got to be like mentally tough, and like, yeah, right? Shit yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's that regiment. Yeah, absolutely. It all comes. Down to, um, oh, go ahead, Rob. What were you gonna say? Yeah, you said something pretty crazy, and and I want to touch on it because I don't yep. think many people not in the professional wrestling industry or sport understand this. You said when those people came in, those football players or athletes outside of wrestling, their as their first love came in, a lot of people talk shit about them or um, kind of shun them away, as you say, because they're marks or whatever like this. A lot of us that were in developmental, that were the wrestlers, you know what I mean? That yeah. started from day one on yep. the independence, found a dirt garage to get trained yeah. into. A lot of people looked at, I, and I know myself and a few others kind of talked about this privately back then in developmental was like, we sacrificed everything yeah. um, to get the chance to be in developmental and we looked at a lot of the guys from outside of sports football players that were coming at the time you didn't sacrifice anything yeah you got to even though you sacrificed things for your sport of football sure wrestling was never your number one this is your backup plan so a lot of people kind of took that a wrong way and right off the bat you could have been the nicest guy in the world but because you weren't at heart a professional wrestler right. a lot of people were standoffish to that just just like just like Tyra said if you came into the news and you're like well i'm just going to be a news anchor but I don't really like the news. It's just something I'm going to fall into that I think I'm going to be good at. Right. All the people that are diehards are going to are going to put you off in a second category. Yeah. And and uh, nowadays that's kind of changed a little bit because uh, um, I'm one of three trainers at a school out here in Chicago, and WWE is now l recruiting college athletes, and we had one of them from Northwestern that came to us. He's like, "Hey, I have a tryout in three months. I'm here to kind of." get ready for that you know what i mean and we're more open arms to it now but back then the early 2000s if you didn't if you didn't know who the powers of pain were we didn't respect you at right. all right you know what yeah. i mean and if that was knew, and that went a long way with me because you saw because... On tv monday yeah 
because I knew it was, it was my tough. wrestling history and yeah. I also yes. never talked about anything I did other than trying to be the best. Like when I go into something, I'm focused on that. Right. So if someone goes, hey, did you play ball? I, what does that matter? I'm trying to learn how to wrestle. Yeah. You know, so yep. and when you humble yourself and you don't absolutely roll out on drills and you jump in there and when you do wrong, you, you know what I'm saying, and you learn, but you have to humble yourself. <coughs> and a lot of times these athletes, especially ones that are trying to make up for not their, their dream is over, they make their ego bigger than life when they show up in wrestling because they're like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be wrestler. You have to earn the right to pretend to be wrestler. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah. you don't earn it, that's where the disconnect is. And that, but that goes back to you got to have a great trainer. Now, and when you have a great trainer, your whole philosophy changes yeah. because they, they bring – things out of you that you didn't know you had in you we'll be back with much more after this hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can honestly say I get so much credit for being a great talker, but I don't think I would have been as good a talker as I am now had I not had Dr. Tom, who yep. was able to get me to relax. Yep. And stop trying to say like I wanted to just everyone I wanted to be a home run. Right. Everyone you wanted, like, oh, you're going to say it, and Vince McMahon's going to be sitting in his chair going, who is that guy? Yeah, like, my every, God. Every, everything's got to change my world. That's what I feel. Everything's got to be a catchphrase. I yeah. fell into that yeah. psychology, and it, it didn't well, help. You yeah. know what I mean? And I had that to have, yeah. environment breeded yep. that, too, though, fellas. Like, that, yeah. you guys just didn't do that on your own. That environment breeded that. If you, if you didn't knock it out of the park the first time, they reminded you quickly that there was somebody right behind you that would yeah. take your spot. And that's, that weighs a lot on on people's psyche when they're going up there trying to perform. Now I'm gonna put do- I'm gonna put Doctor Tom over here for a second because you guys talking about him on the mic. He he made me realize something in the ring, and and it's something I tell a lot of young kids today. Before I got to the developmental, it was all about do all your things that oh, night. Psychology, Doctor Tom. Watching. Yeah, you can't you know have psychology I mean? without Doctor Tom. And the one thing, and, and Tyrus knows the story, and I, I love telling the story. I remember Tom told me to go out there and show him everything I got, and I did too much. And he gave me this 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 analogy that I tell everyone I love. He goes, all right, tell me what would you would do if you walked outside your house and you saw two elephants in your front yard? And I was like, wait, what? He's like, you would go crazy. You're like, oh, my God, look at this. There's two elephants outside my house. Like, do you see? Does anyone see this right now? There's these two elephants having sex. I said that live on the gut show. Yes, and and, and you would lose your mind. The next day, you would go outside, and those two elephants still having sex out in front of your house. You would lose your mind again. You 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 would take pictures of it. You would tell everyone you know. By the tenth day, you'd be like, "Oh, there's those two." elephants right, right. you know what i mean and that's what professional them, like excuse me yeah. i need to get my newspaper <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. I, I literally uh, that saying has carried with me forever Same. and i literally Same. dropped it on gutfeld as my how do i explain <laughs> political thing and i said well it just comes down to this fellas just imagine two elephants you know and right. i i've added my own spin to it but that's dr tom in a nutshell yeah and is doc with us I'm with you guys if you can hear me. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Doc. Oh, Doctor, yeah, there we go. Putting you over. Yeah, we, 
Very cool, man. No, thank you, guys. That's that's all cool and it's all true. But I don't know how over or how much it helped you. But obviously, you guys took the stuff away from it because half the time I don't remember what I said or how I said it. No, and you would do. You know what though? But that's what Doctor Tom would come out one day, and I remember he made Natty Nyhart cry. He came out and he told the story. I think it was about a tree he planted when he was a child. And then one day somebody chopped the tree down. It was a special tree. of He called it a fertilance or something, which is actually a snake. But he told this story and Natty was like, oh, my God, this is so sad. And he's like, I just made it up. It's all about the promo. And we just died laughing. But like Natty was like, she was shook. She was absolutely shook because it's about, he's like, your delivery. I think, I think one of the things about Dr. Tom was not just because he's a trainer, because he wasn't just a worker. He went through all the bull at a high level. You know what I'm saying? Like he had the ups, the downs. He, he went through the ins and outs. He had the high moments. He had moments like, uh, Doc, one of the best stories you told me was about how Dusty, you drove all the way to be the new member of Midnight Express. And no one bothered to tell you that they made it stand lane. You know, and uh, right. that is one of my favorite Dr. Tom stories, because one of the things about your stories is there's always a lesson in it. And I was like, uh, and I was and you would tell and it was and you don't get Dr. Tom's lessons until after you're away from him. I think that's probably yep. the the biggest thing. And probably a lot of times why you say, well, I don't know. That elephant story literally has saved me. And I can't imagine how many debates I've had on Fox News. I just pull the elephants out. Yeah. You know, and they get. Yeah. It, well, it, it, I, I think it gets everybody's attention, but one one thing I think, and Robert hit on it too, it, when you start training somebody or even when you start training everybody in the process, number one, you need to have fun. You need to enjoy yeah. this. You need to love this. You yeah. need to have passion for it. Otherwise, it's going to suck. And I was listening to you guys talk about the football players who came in and some of them wasn't their first love, wasn't their fault, but they thought this would just be a walk in the park and there's nothing to it. Yeah. So if, if they would just relax or if everybody would just relax and listen, and that's the hardest part because everybody's nervous. They're not sure what they got themselves into. And then all of a sudden it comes down to you've actually got to know how to lock up. You've actually got to know how to work and, and walk around in the ring. But I think it's how you teach that lesson because, man, I got to tell you this, and I don't mean to go off on a, on a side street, but I do. Just walking in that NWA locker room in Knoxville brought me back to how cool this really can be. Yes, and, sir. And business at the same time. You guys actually are taking care of business in the way the old school guys used to take care of business. Where you walk in, I saw Idol for the first time in 30 years, and he started right away like we never left off. And and that's when I walked in there. That's an environment you want to help the young guys in, and that's the environment you want to learn in. If, if you if you're smart enough to understand, you know, we were sitting back there, you and me, Ty was talking about when we saw Silas Mason go out and he said, why are they doing that? And, yeah. OK, cool. Took an interest. You know what I mean? And that's that's the old school way of teaching. And that's everybody's coach. You just don't know it yet. Like, like I could see you teaching, Robert. I really can. I could see your uh, way of thinking coming out. And, and that's that's, uh, I think. The attribute you want to find is a way to connect. No matter what you do or how you do it, if you don't connect, it doesn't matter. It's not going to get through. So yeah, you're thinking about when I saw Doctor Tom. I know I was my face lit up. You know, I was like, and everyone became like you had to. Dad was there, 
and you had to impress like Christmas. everybody <laughs> had to show off. And even someone like Trevor, who never was trained by anybody but Harley Race and went straight to TV, he didn't have time for that double A ball stuff. Even even Trevor wanted to step it up. But and I would watch guys go sit under the learning tree. And I don't think I think Billy had more guys come up. And this is the cool part about wrestling because everything's so. At least at NWA, everyone tries to be kayfabe. It's like, hey Billy, got a minute? Um, We Doctor Tommy's be here more. Like, hey, Billy, you got yeah. a minute? And everyone was like, and by the time it got to me when I was like, hey, Billy, he's like, if you're telling me about Dr. Tom, I love him too, Tyrus. We'll, we'll figure something he's out. Coming. He's coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was like, everybody had to be the guy like, hey, hey, you know, hey, psst, you got a second? And uh, that was really cool. And you could see guys going out in their matches because we knew we had the wizard watching, you know, and yes. you don't realize like I had, I've, I was lucky. I, Dr. Tom came around just around the perfect time with me. Like Bill taught me how to be rough, aggressive, do drills, figure out a way to control it, etc. But psychology wise, he, Bill has his one way. Bill was an aggressive Japanese style guy and that's what he knew and that's what he was good at. And that's what he taught. And anybody that was different from that would struggle under him where Dr. Tom kind of came in like a mechanic and each car needed a different tune up. Each wrestler, you this is your lane. This is this guy's lane and but you got to figure your lane out and I'm just going to and that's what I liked about Dr. Tom. There was he didn't have a cookie cutter. And that's no disrespect at all to to coach Bill. But there's just different levels of this game. Yeah. And you look at guys that that Dr. Tom has worked with and I'm trying to think who haven't you worked with the exception of course of of Trevor Murdoch? <laughs> but Doc, hey, listen. I, 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 feel, man, I, know. Lesser man. I feel like a but, lesser man. No, you're the no, man. No, no, you are no, the man. No, you were no, hired no, no, and play. fired I'm by up, John Laronitis. <laughs> like, you are the man. <laughs> right. I got yeah. fired by Ty f- Bailey. The best. Ty God Bailey. Get Ty fired Bailey. by John Ty Bailey fired me <laughs> after practice. <laughs> he didn't even give me the decency. I had to do kick-out drills no, for there, two there's minutes. There's some truth in that, though, right? Oh, didn't even go, eat yet. Didn't even go to Moe's to get my meal of food <laughs> yeah. and literally ruin my lunch. Right. And all I can remember saying was, you couldn't have done this shit at 8.30 in the morning? Yeah. Like, I had to go no, to four hours no. of practice for this? Uh, yeah. So I, I, look, look. Let me let me just trump that. I got fired by Canyon <laughs> Seaman. Yeah. So oh no! Have, yeah. Oh wow! Oh yeah. wow! Oh wow! Yeah. You but, know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you win. Here's here's the thing though. If I can if I can kind of wrap even this part up, Harley Race is who I grew up on with the funks and that style and that attitude and that approach. So and seeing him in his school, knowing how how Harley was. You have to have patience, and, and you have to know how to, uh, again, connect. He knew he was hardly racing. He, he knew exactly who he was, and he made sure he won the title eight times instead of Thez, who only won it six. He told me that one time, and I thought, that's old-school thinking right there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Trevor's, Trevor's working on being 19-time <laughs> NWA World Champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, I mean, that all – in the end, and as you go through it, and, and I'm still on the journey myself, and, and as you get older, you learn different things, and you make mistakes, and you try to adapt, and it's like, try to be the, the, the person that those people never had in their life, and try and make it better, instead of me being an ass sometimes, and trying to make people feel bad, not intentionally, but just by the approach. 
So I think that that's a whole way of looking at the coaching deal in wrestling too. There is no cookie cutter. There shouldn't be any cookie cutter, but for some reason, and I know the reason, but it doesn't, in my opinion, I think it's best learning it in the ring at the pace you need to learn it at. And a coach, a good coach would decide when to bring you along. Cause some days if you're doing a drill and nobody's feeling it, yeah. you're going to, why not just change, change the drill, change the, change the approach, change, do something else, get rid of that day. The next day will come back when you're thinking about something, thinking about that drill or thinking about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a one year curriculum where you go A, B, C, D, E every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I mean, yeah. some people do, but I, I don't believe in that. And if you don't want to come to class and if you don't like the environment you're in, I think that weighs on your head, too. So I really do. I've always thought it's, it's the coach, the guy who's in, in control of the practices to set the tone. Because if, you're, yeah. if the coach isn't having fun or if the coach is in a bad mood, everybody else is going to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. And, and I really, truly believe it's it's uh, how how everybody from – the people training to the people teaching, how you approach it. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We used to have uh, one of the things that when Dr. Tom was there, we used to have a lot of special guest trainers coming in. And uh, I remember like, I think my favorite was animal because he just wanted to kill everybody. Uh, But uh, rest his soul. But in learning how to like figure out and work the ring and stuff, my favorite trainer to be tired around was Ricky Steamboat because all you had to do was ask him a question. Right, oh, and, I remember that. And I yep. used to, I yep. we were blown up, more tired. Yeah. Kevin looked at me, I said, "I got you." Yeah. Hey, Mister Steamboat, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was wondering about a good gear change in the corner. Right. Here comes the spit cup. Forty-five yeah. minutes yeah. later. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "You're welcome, fellas. You're welcome." But, yeah. but his stuff. I mean, his gear change stuff was always a thousand percent correct. He just, we knew that. And I love Mr. Steamboat. Yeah. Um, yes. But he, we knew he was just a scotch long-winded. Yeah. Just a scotch. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Just yeah. a scotch. Yeah, but so just a scotch. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a I got a question. I got a question, Tom, because I feel a lot of people uh I feel a lot of people listening to this kind of enjoy that the talk of being a coach in professional wrestling, right? So for for me, as training kids out here in Chicago, I want to ask you this. Where did you, to, to be a good coach, you need to know how to speak to the person you're coaching. And I feel you have that. Like, I remember when I was there, um, you, you probably don't remember this, but I was having a rough time reacting in the moment. And, and I remember there are two instances. You came up to me, you gave me a legit back rake on my bare back, and you started pulling the shit out of my ear. And you're like, how are you going to react to this right now? And you, you gave me that way of mentality of thinking now, like where did that, like a lot of great wrestlers sometimes are not the best professional wrestling trainers. Where do you think you found that niche to be the one that, cause you pretty much trained everyone 
you know, you, you train the McMahons, uh, the rock, everyone came through Dr. Tom because you have this ability. Where did you, where do you think you found that ability, that way to like transition that and, and be able to get people to think about that, that kind of stuff. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But I, the first, I trained with a guy in, in Texas, uh, by the name of Joe Mercer and him and another wrestler that Kozak owned a record service. They had a ring in their record service. And after I trained, I trained a little bit with the iron Sheik, and, and then I trained with these guys after she baby left the territory. And Joe <laughs> grabbed my finger one time because I, when he would say sell, I didn't understand, even though I'd watched it my whole life, I'm 16 years old. He grabbed my finger and bit down on it. And I went, ow, he goes, yeah. That's how you sell. That's why I grabbed your ear. That's why I would do the eye, the back rake because people would do a back rake. And if there were no marks on the back, it looked phony as hell. And Dr. Tom hated that. That was his one bugaboo because it was a battle royal. He would say no bumps and I better not see a back rake unless somebody's bleeding. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> literally yeah. it's, it's just smart that's smart yeah. thinking yeah. realistic pro wrestling yeah. holy shit, what an idea uh, and, and I'll, I'll tell you somebody who did it really good and i saw it in largo was dean ambrose and he did a really great back rake and i came back when he came back i said hell the job with the back rake but the other stuff i i truly believe robert is the journey from starting until till up until now i'm still on the journey i'm still learning it, it was the opportunities that came my way if I wasn't in Stanford or, or if I wasn't one time I was in Houston and Bruce was there and we went to uh, a place Tug Taylor used to have with a ring set up and Tiger Conway called me and says, Hey, you want to come down and work out with some of these guys? Okay. So I went down and there was about five guys there and they were doing a headlock takeover their way where you got the legs out straight and everything. And I said, try it this way. Cause that's the way I was taught where you put the hip into it and you go down and you put your arms behind the waist and you take a bump. So I was, Pretty soon we had a, a, a good deal going on and everybody was uh, working and trying different stuff. So Bruce had mentioned that to Vince when they wanted to start the developmental system at Stanford. So uh, Vince called me in. We were done. We were, we were finished with the body Donaldson, thank God. And Love that. what was there to do? And this was a, a new thing starting. So, yeah, I, I got the opportunity and it was, uh, it was Rock and Mark Henry and uh, Occam Albrecht. And it was just three of us, well, actually four of us over in the studio. I didn't know how to coach. I mean, I was, I was given the opportunity. I had coached and helped guys earlier, like Brian Christopher in Memphis. Nobody liked to work with Brian. He was Jerry Lawler's son. He had an attitude. He was cocky. And he wouldn't listen. So I worked with him like a spot show, then Nashville. And we came around to uh, Memphis. And then the next night was Louisville. And, and all the matches were kind of sucking. He wasn't. He didn't trust me. And he wasn't sure that I was not going to eat him up. So in Louisville, I came to him, took him by himself and said, hey, nobody likes you, man. That's <laughs> not work. I did. That's great. He looked at me. He looked at me with those eyes like, what do you mean? I said, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to work with you. Let's show him you can work. Just trust me tonight. Please. I'm not going to eat you up. I'll, I'm going to put you in places you want to be, but I, but I need to do my stuff first. So don't rush. Just listen to me. I promise. We went out and had a really good match. and came back, and, and from then on, we worked. And, I, and Brian had told me about this. He said, I'll never forget when you told me that. So that's that journey. And I didn't 
think anything about it then. I really wasn't coaching then, but but I was. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. In the NWA locker room, you have guys like that who will discreetly pull somebody aside. And as a coach too, Robert, you got to pull somebody aside discreetly if need be. See, that's and where I that's where yeah. I missed the lesson because right now I just walk up to guys and pull them aside and go, "Hey, nobody likes you." Right. <laughs> Change it. Uh, right. No, I gotta, I gotta finish my journey. I gotta go a little further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lose fifty pounds immediately. But you know, hey, you, you know have what? The and, and, to do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, but hey, let me tell you something. Speaking of gravitas, let me tell you, and Kevin and Rella, I, you guys, Trevor, I know you were the tag champ and you were on Raw and SmackDown and, and Velocity and everything. Uh, but at that time, Dr. Tom decided that we were all going to have our Broadway matches. And I remember everybody this. was terrified. Horrified. Di- horrified. You made me do it with... Tom, you made me. You made me do an hour with Keith Walker. Goddamn. Hey, I had. Hey, hey, I did mine with Rick Lon. So talk about the cardio at an hour Broadway. So what does Doctor Tom do? He says, "I'll do it myself." Right. I remember this. He had the burgundy long tights. He dressed up full regalia. Sprains his ankle. Yeah. Against. No, 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 no. He broke it. He broke it. Put it back together. Why he was selling. And carried Heath Slater, yeah. who was blown up again. Yeah. We got to get Heath back on so he can defend himself. Yeah. And went an hour with Heath. And I think every yeah, one no. of us at that point, the line was long to do their hour match because he's like, I did it on one leg. And he went, and it wasn't like he laid there in yeah. a headlock for 45 minutes. It, it wasn't, it wasn't I, an I assassin's match. The truth is, I was hired like uh, the, either the week this happened or a couple days after that because I don't know if you first remember or remember seeing me, for, but I will never forget, Doc, the first time I saw you when I, I was hired and I walked in and you guys had just transferred to FCW. Uh, it, it, like even Robert said, it kind of looked like the back of a grocery store it, it, at, at it the beginning. Like we were right? hiding stolen. That's right. And I turned the corner with a gallon of water and you said, hi, uh, I'm Dr. Tom. I said, I'm Kevin. And uh, man, you you changed my life in a lot of positive ways, man. And I am really grateful, you know, and and there's there's some things that you taught me and said to me, you know, about because I I did. I, I came in as a football player, right? Thinking that, you know, it was close to the same. But but the truth is, it's not. You know, and and I'm, you always kind of had a way of of talking to me and and coaching me and and telling me some things, you know about you know this has to be real to you, you know you you have to think of it that way and you have to believe in what you're doing and and I still carry those things with me today, so I, I'm really appreciative of it, Doc. I never forget it. I turned the corner, you're sitting there, you had the cast on, and you said, "Hi, I'm Dr. Tom," and it was and it was I was off to the races, so it was great. Yeah. Well, it's awesome to hear stuff like that. Man. Yeah, man. There's a lot of times. Hey, Trevor, this is the time where you tell Dr. Tom how he changed your life. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I do have a little Dr. Tom story. Yeah, yeah, I would I love to know. hear it. Besides getting Nobel Did you give him an autograph? You gave him an autograph after one of the shows? No. I, See, man? I, yeah. yeah I remember, no, remember. It's nice to hear all that stuff. It really is. It's better than the other way it could go. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, contrary to popular belief, not everybody. I'm not everybody's favorite, so that's why when I hear it, I just don't. I like call bullshit. Yeah, call no, bullshit. I, uh, no, I, 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 I can, I can think of a couple guys offhand that weren't real yeah, thrilled. Me too. 
but uh, yeah, know, well, they're outnumbered. <laughs> and this this show, we have no shovels because we don't bury anybody right. unless yeah, it's no, Heath or right. Trevor. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my little story with Dr. Tom is they had brought Dr. Tom up as a producer, as an agent. And I remember I forgot who I was working, but they wanted me to do some really stupid shit. And I went to Dr. Tom going, Doc, you know, this is what they're asking me to do. So you put him and in he line of me, fire goes, his first day on the job. Yeah, Thanks, Trevor. I did. Yeah. And he goes, well, Trevor, that sounds stupid. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Any chance <laughs> who your agent was Michael Hayes by or somebody? Uh, it's a possibility. Yeah. I told him I thought you the No, I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm burying Trevor. So Michael Hayes told you to do something, and you went after the uh, on his first day on the job. Yeah. I went to the smartest guy in the room other than Arm. Like, that's, that's what I did. I went to the smartest guy in the room and said, well, how do I make this better? And you looked at me and you said, ah, Trevor, I think you're on your own with this one. Bud. No one like, likes you, Trevor. You gotta, what are you going to do? No one likes no, but it was, no, but it was honesty. No, it was honesty. No, yeah. I knew if Dr. Tom was the said it was the then it's going to be the whether whatever I can do with. You know what I mean? It wasn't just me. I think it's it's hard, Doc, to explain to a football player that that had no experience, right? What 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 sports entertainment is, right? You know, and, I, yeah. and I'm, yeah, and I'm just saying, you know, I, I truth be told, I, I was one of those guys. You know, I was. Well, you were you were you were different because you were so damn nice, yeah, and, and excited, and you wouldn't let. Here's the thing: like Alpha Junior did something pretty. Sh- he put right. you in a sleeper hole behind you. I remember. Yeah, that. You, yeah, that was and, and you pass it out. Scared but me. You literally yeah. said, "Hey, thanks. I'm learning." Like yeah. nobody. I do remember that. Yeah, bro. nobody. That was scary. Nobody yeah. could really fluster you on the outside. Maybe yeah, on the inside, uh, you were at home beating yeah. yourself in the wall. Like, what have I got myself into? But the smile never left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at even maybe, not to bring up the past, but <laughs> you remember when FCW you got the T high and you had to do the speech. Right. Yeah. You had yeah. to do the speech in front of, and you apologized to everyone. Oh, I, right. And I remember somebody yeah. jumped in yes. and tried to make it sound like yeah. the police were corrupt. Yep. And Ari just without breaking sweat. Yeah, I'm not really here about that. I'm trying I, to take responsibility. Right. Thank I you. said, well, but no, thank you yeah, so much well, for your support. But no, guys, it's my fault. <laughs> that and also I just happened. like to keep yeah. it. The, yeah. And that I just remember happened. going, yep. this guy, you give him an out, he won't take it. He's all right with me. Yeah. You know, well, and I think that, but you know what, Doc? I think you have to. One of the things that I don't like about Dr. Tom is that he cannot take a compliment. You cannot – any compliment you give Dr. Tom, he'll turn around on you in a second. Like he just sometimes you have to embrace the fact that there is an entire generation of wrestling that yeah. when they think of Dr. Tom, they have a warm spot in their heart and they think, wow, I'm where I'm at today because I was got a chance to be under that learning tree. Yeah. And I had a very close personal relationship with Dusty, but Dusty taught me things about life and like how to get through yeah. my day. Yeah. Like, you know, once once he said you do a good elbow drop, that's it for wrestling. The rest you got to figure out on your own. But you yeah. touched a lot of our lives, and, and I think you have to embrace that sometimes, you know, and, like, yeah. we, you got to no, let no, us I, celebrate I, you a little bit because you're not going to be I, a dick was, about it. You're not going to walk no, around, no. And, you know, but that's not who you are. But I, no. think, I think sometimes you got to say, you know what, fellas, you guys didn't do too bad, and that's a, a tribute to yourself. You know, I, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, and that's why when I went to, to the NWA in Knoxville here, you know, I, and I know – because Aaron's told me the same thing. You've told me the same thing years, and people have told me the same thing. But what do you say to that? You go, oh, gosh, geez. Right, right. You <laughs> gee. Say, Thanks, I'm glad you're I right. And no, by the way, Aaron, nobody likes you. 
do something right, about it. Right. But people need to know if somebody likes you or they don't in this yeah. business. Because no, it's otherwise true. you keep walking around. Yeah. Otherwise you keep walking around thinking everything's okay. And you always not. seem to find yeah. the guy you don't like to get advice from. <laughs> that's the guy you <laughs> like. Hey, excuse well, me, uh, okay, if that's your, Mr. If that's Dunn. Your what did you think of my match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You well, met, you wrestled tonight. <laughs> Right, right. I'm finding I'm finding in wrestling there are those sections of guys who who stay in 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 contact with each other. You know, from from Chris Masters to uh, uh, Aaron, you guys all have seemed to been in that same uh, group. And ha- and you're right, you guys have done pretty damn good for yourself on Fox News with Gutfield. I'm saying, how in the living hell does this happen? You know, well, I like to think talent and charisma, but that's fine, Doc. No, listen. When you tell me the story of you wooed him on Twitter, you know he, what I mean? He wooed me, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I cut a promo on Twitter. Both of you guys were wooed. And, yep. and you wind up on Fox News. You follow? It, it, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't fit the G-Rilla mix. <laughs> no. But, no, it didn't. Not G-Rilla. No, but and not even uh, Brodus Clay. It was you wound up there, and all of a sudden, here here's a new career. How'd that happen? Well, yeah. it happened. So Aaron Stevens is, is doing heels in Atlanta, uh, and all these other guys are finding ways out. So, wow. dude, what do you say? You say, hell yeah, you guys did great. <laughs> you guys are doing great. Yeah, so, but I, I think you is. need to understand, Doc, that that a lot of that might not have happened without you there. You know, right. what I, mean? I, I mean, that's yeah. just the truth of it. Like, oh, I, I'll tell you right yeah. now, and we got uh, we're running out of time. But my second time back, I was been touring for Snoop for a year and a half. Yeah. When I came back in and I weighed in, and Doc was there, I stepped on the scale. I was four hundred and ninety-two pounds. Yeah. I left the WWE at three hundred and thirty-five pounds, and I remember all I could say was, "Oh." Shit. Right. And I'm like, they're going to fire me. Like they were bitching at me at three thirty-five. Yeah. So, and Doc looked at me yeah. and said, "What are you going to do?" Yeah, and I said I'm going to lose weight. He said, "Okay, yeah, let's get started. Yeah. We're going to weigh yeah. in you and me Elevation. every month." And I, I mean, but here's the thing: let me. Yeah. If he would have reported yeah. that day that I was 492 pounds, I'd have been gone. Right, and if, and if I didn't, if you know, if him and Dusty didn't come together and say, "Well, he's he's horrible in the ring, but he can speak his ass off," you know, I, I'd be. But he was already on TV. You can't yeah, you can't so, talk about Trevor yeah. like that. He was already <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> with it. All right. For yeah. more podcasts <laughs> just like this. One, one, minute, one quick thing, real quick yeah. before I go. I don't ever remember anybody leaving the arena saying, boy, what a headlock John Cena put on tonight. It's not always about the rest. No, nope, just the it's guy. Got it. Going out there being that, being that persona and that character and, yeah. and having that foundation to do it. But the real deal is, is getting over being who you are authentically. So, yeah. 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 And, and you are 1000% that, man. Thank yeah. you so much, Dr. Tom. I hope we can get yeah. you to come back sometime. Thank you. Um, and hopefully, time. Trevor won't have a story about himself involving you. <laughs> uh, for more podcasts like Ooh, this, man. just like this, Trevor, you know I love you. Uh, God, check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Rob, Dr. Tom, Kevin, cousin Trevor, thank y'all very much. Enough said.
Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.